0: This is the four-man rush. Hello, Panther fans, and welcome to another podcast of the four-man rush. I'm your host, Timmy VO, here with Will, Jadarius, Kevin, and Larry. And we're going to talk about some various topics in relation to the Carolina Panthers at this point. Um, Not a lot going on, but there are some things going on, and we're going to tell you in detail about certain things, certain aspects, and maybe things you not you haven't thought about before in relation to that. Um, so we're glad you're uh, you're here with us live. We've got several people on the uh, Facebook and Twitter uh, here with us, and we're conversating about things, you know, shits and giggles, all that good stuff. <laughs> Appreciate you guys for dropping by. Um, before we get started, shout out to Manscape. You're looking on the flag, man. It looks it looks nice in the four man rush studio, man. I'm digging it, digging it. Um, if you guys haven't tried for uh, the, uh am gonna say the four man rush. <laughs> if you haven't tried Manscaped, I highly suggest you do, especially when it comes to male grooming. And you know Father's Day is right around the corner. Um, if you hurry up and order order some uh, some awesome supplies, you can get your stuff here before uh, Father's Day, hopefully hopefully um they have a crop cleanser they have a foot duster um some some foot hygiene for you cologne um, a really really nice uh, razor for your face um i mean trimmer they have a brand new trimmer a 4.0 they they upgraded that bad boy it's off the chain y'all need to try that out they have underwear they have a whole whole bunch of stuff so um shout out to manscape and in case you guys didn't know Right, we have a code that you can use to get free shipping and twenty percent off your total, um, your, your, your total purchase. So, um, I'll type it in the uh, the chat for you guys. It's four m r two zero. That's four m r scape two zero. You type that in when you guys check out, and um, shoot, on behalf of the four man rush Manscaped is shipped back to you for free and twenty percent off. So that's four. 4- mr escaped typing as I talk to zero bam use that save some money all right anyway so uh we're gonna talk about I' uh, bring up this list right here I know we're gonna talk about oh uh <laughs> Christensen, we're gonna talk about him right tackle left tackle a tackle we don't know <laughs> we'll we'll see what's up with that um so uh we'll talk about the players um and getting getting vaccinated. Um I know there's a lot of uh, you know I don't need to tell you my business kind of thing going on with that. We'll tell we'll touch on that a little bit. Um uh if if you guys have been you know, under a rock over the past week, uh uh ha Clinton Dix has been um invited to you know, come and try out and uh Yeldon. Uh, Yeldon getting his opportunity. And we're gonna talk about our only offensive lineman that I like right now, Taylor Moten and his extension. I'm just saying. No, 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 knock on you uh, on paradise but Moten's been a little bit more consistent. I'm just saying, just saying. So those are the topics. Glad you guys dropped by, and uh, hold on to your hats, folks. The four man rush is on the scene. Will, we'll start with you, man, and uh, we'll hop over to Larry. Then we'll hop over to uh, Jadarius and Hop and Kevin is going back clean up, man. Slugger, Gia, and shout out to shout out to <laughs> shout out to Ke- Kevin's uh daughter on here, Jelani, joining us today. Uh, thanks for coming out. Thanks for coming out. So, Will Brady Christensen, Christensen, man, what I mean, why do we draft this guy? Like,
1: I think what we're finding out this week is what we all expected from the beginning. I don't think Matt Rule drafted him with the intent of being the answer at left tackle or the long-term answer at left tackle. It appears he just likes his position versatility, he wants to try him out at different spots. And after many camp, it seems like they said he's comfortable. In his words, I'll quote so I'm not keep it accurate, but in his words, he wants to try him out on the right side. So he's taking reps at both right guard and right tackle. So it looks like that's where he's going to be slotted in the left tackle position. It's probably going to come down to Cam Irving and Trent Scott, and, of course, uh, Greg Little, who I don't think probably not going to make the team. As far as Christensen, though, it's not a surprise to me. I think that's kind of what I expected when I watched his tape in college. I know we got some inside info from Matt Rule on Panthers Confidential. They had him graded as a second-round guard and a third-round tackle. So when they drafted him, they probably had guard in mind as what, what, the best position that he can play. Um, at left tackle, I know that's what he played in college, so a lot of fans got their hopes up that this would be the position that he'd settle at. He'd fill that hole. We have at left tackle and have had for years. and so We wouldn't have to address it going forward. I never saw that as the case, though. I think once we got um, out of that first round, when saw left, the left tackle quality kind of went downhill from there. You know, at some guys, Jackson Carmen or Tevin Jenkins might have been a possibility there, but I think uh, Carmen's actually getting moved inside as well. So... I just think with Brady Christensen, um, you just got to set your expectations uh, with how he's going to progress, you know, through his first couple of years. He's not going to be an immediate starter answer. You're not going to probably be the player you want him to be right away. But, you know, you have to like his athletic profile and potential there. So how well can the coaching staff do with all of the tools that he does have? Now, I don't want to get the misconception that, we, that I don't like Brady Christensen, the player. I think for a third round pick, it was excellent value. I just think the issue was more about if you really wanted a guard or a right tackle. We had a lot of those options available a little bit higher you would probably get a plug and play starter to help this struggling offensive line right away. But I think at this stage he's a Panther now. We gotta do what we gotta do. It's just about, you know, doing what's best for Brady Christensen and putting him in the best position to succeed. And if that ends up being a guard, then so be it. You know, having a you know mainstay at
0: right or left guard isn't a bad thing. Good point. Good point. We're definitely going to have some depth, that's for sure. <laughs> How it's going to play out, I don't know.
2: Larry. I think Brady Christensen was a panic pick. Hmm. Um, you take the guy in the third round. Even if you don't plan on playing him at left tackle, you still should have a plan for him. Um, I don't, I didn't see anything about his tape that made me believe that he's so versatile he can play all five positions on the offensive line, so I'm going to try him everywhere. Mm-hmm. He didn't give me that. I just think that they drafted a guy. They don't really know what to do with him, so they're just hoping that through his development he'll be able to find a home somewhere on this offensive line. I don't see it happening. I don't see them moving Deontay Brown all over the place. I don't see them moving David Moore all over the place. I think he's just like a wild card pick. Possibly you thought he was going to be able to play left tackle. It's looking like he's not going to be able to do that. So you're going to try him in other places. So my temperament stays the same. I wasn't excited about the pick. He was not on my board. This is going to be one of those type of picks where he's just going to have to show me. But right now, I'm putting him in that same room with Greg Little, and that's just how I feel.
0: Hmm.
3: Well, man. Oh man, Jarius, what you think, man? I gotta agree with Smooth, bro. It was a panic pick. Um, mm. I, you can see us moving down, trying to get value because um, we have a lot of day two guys on our board. I don't see it on film, bro, and that worries me. Like, I know people will really be like, "Well, is college and pros two different things." Look, bro, if you can't if you can't read and write at a at a certain level. Um, it's not going to work anywhere else. So I, I, I don't see it. I don't like the pick. I don't even think. Even if they thought he was a, a high value guard, there were two guards that went after him that I think are better: being Cleveland and Wyatt Davis. Mm. Um, even in in camp in the four man rush, we all thought Wyatt Davis was was uh one of the best guards in the class, if not the best. So i don't i don't see where they're going with this I think they're trying to save face honestly um from the tradebacks you you missed out on seven or eight tackles o line guard prospects um with those tradebacks and now they're trying to say he's gonna be a a, a day two value type guard it's cap he's not a tackle that's cap too mm. mm. <laughs> I think I can see maybe right tackle as like a swing tackle one day uh, down the road. I don't, I'm not seeing I'm not seeing left tackle. I don't think he's a starter right now, straight up.
0: Man, man, <laughs> you hear that, fans? we're not we're not too high on this kid. I, I I'll, I'll just hold my remarks for later, Kevin.
4: <laughs> <sighs> man. <laughs> I just think you know that this pick was just—I'm calling it—it was a—it was a wasted fucking pick, man. I—the moment that everybody was tooting around the PFF stacks, oh, only one stack and three quarterback pressures all year. I said, I right, bet. Started watching them. I got—I got up to—I stopped after five games. Now, from my four eyes that I got. I counted three sacks and about 10 quarterback pressures just in the first five games that they played. Hmm. Now, that's not me being an asshole trying to be, you know, because I'm white to pick, trying to look. This, you, it's a sack, it's a hit, and it's a hurry. Those are the quarterback pressures. You know what I'm saying? And this is what, you know, I kept seeing. And surprisingly enough, it, it it wasn't really nobody of a dominating nature that he was going up against either. You know, uh
2: it's
4: I, like I say, I I just think that Matt Rule and his staff, you know, fitter, they're they're just in love with R A R E S scores, the athletic scores. I, I really believe I feel like this was a this was the RES draft. Um I just think that we sacrificed a lot of quality for quantity. Oh, we got 11 draft picks, you know, you know, give me six, silver dollars over 20 dimes any day. That's me. Um, you know, but, but with this particular pick, I mean, when when I look at the positives about him, uh, I think his get off on the line is excellent. I, I let, let me, let me just be let me just take my personal feelings out of it and just be honest. His get off on the line is excellent. When When the ball is height, he is coming. He is mm-hmm. out the blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can see why that guard aspect is being thrown out there. But when I think of guard, because I play guard and, you know, look at position, you, you got to be physical. You got to be nasty. And then I was just looking at PFF, you know, saying he was one of the best, you know, he was like the fourth best run blocker in the country. So I go back to them five games I'm watching, I I ain't, I'm not seeing it. So, you know, we'll, 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 we'll just leave it there as far as, you know, the whole PFF and their evaluation things, because I, I just really, I just, I'm just not seeing it. I'm not seeing that, you know, knock down that, you know, push off the line. You know, I'm, I'm just not seeing it. Um, but overall, as far as, like you say, he's on the team. So he's going to be on the team for at least the next four years. Well, hopefully, because, you know, you know, Greg Little got a four year contract, but, you know, he might be gone. But anyway, um, <laughs> but overall, I, I just I just think it was just a wasted pick. Um, you know, you, you know, you, got, you can, I can see why people say panic. I can see why uh, Will can say is, you know, where he got him is at value. But. You know, when you when you look at what was what took place after we drafted Terrence Mal, I'm just gonna throw out some names here <laughs> that um, that um, that could have been still out there. Um, <clears throat> okay, we we talking about a center, you know, post Paradise. Well, Josh Myers from Ohio State, uh, probably the best center in the draft. Creed Humphrey from Oklahoma. Um, you know that that was. That was left available, you know, and, you know, we we go with uh, Brady Christensen. Then when you go to the that third round before we got him, I'm still looking at linemen. Um, next time I uh, tackled, Jalen Mayfield, he went to the Falcons, you know, the, the right tackle out of Michigan. I mean, so it's just all that trading back that Scott Fitter did, In and I still would like to love to know who were the people that, were pissed off in the Panthers' war room. If I ever get that inside information, best believe I'm dropping it. As far as who, who were not liking all this trading back and what we were uh, leaving out there. So when we start seeing the uh, Pro Bowls and All Pros in two or three years from now, and we're seeing like Jackson, Carmen, Wyatt Davis, you know, cr- you know, uh, Creed. Hunt. When we see players that we passed up on, you know, while we're still trying to discern what. Brady Christensen going to do. It's just really going to just be a, a, a salty day for me. It really is because it's, <laughs> you know, that this draft was the perfect draft to finally fix the offensive line for the next five oh, to ten
0: years. Oh, yeah, by far.
4: By far, the most talented. I mean, if you want zone guys, it was there. If you want power guys, like whatever scheme you want your offense to be, whatever it was going to be, you know, and I know the Joe Brady scheme is a lot of zone. It was there. But you know, RS scores and and happy about trade backs seem to be what our draft was all about. So it is what it is for me.
2: I don't awesome. want the fans to think I hate the guy though. Like it's not that I hate him. I'm yeah. gonna read some of the comments. Relax. <laughs> I'm not mad because we think the guys that we want the draft was over was two months ago. I'm over that. Relax. I'm just talking about what I look at when I when I study this guy, when I watch. 12 games of him, and then I listen to what the media is saying about how they're using him in camp, it doesn't add up. I don't need professionals to tell me how to watch offensive linemen. I get the pros wrong all the time. You can ask the guys in here. Every time the pros say something, the analysts, if I don't agree, I don't agree, and I stand on my guns. A lot of times I'm right. I'm just trying to figure out what about this man game shows you that he can play multiple hmm. positions on the offensive line. He hmm. rarely felt extremely comfortable at one. That's all I'm saying. Hmm. So it's not a hate thing. It's nothing like that. I'm just – PFF scores are not going to sell me. Analysts saying he's a day-one starter is not going to sell me. I go with my own eyes, show me. And i see seen him get dominated by a bunch of smaller D1 school players and a couple of D2 school guys, like – I seen that. So, on his competition level, he's supposed to pop out on tape. When you watch all five, all five offensive linemen in that conference, you're supposed to stand out. He don't right. stand out. He's average, bro. Yeah, see. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to disrespect nobody. Yeah. I believe in the coaching staff. I trust them. I think it was an okay draft. I think last year's draft was pretty solid. We're just talking about Brady Christensen. Yeah. We don't have a choice to give him a chance. I'm not cutting his checks. He's going to get a chance regardless. Why do y'all care what I think? I'm just saying, I'm yeah. not so old and I don't have confidence in him. It's that, it's that simple.
0: Yeah, I mean, and in all honesty, folks, I mean, we're not, you know, just just because we don't work for the Panther organization directly doesn't mean that we don't know football. You know, I think it, the it,
1: misconception a lot of people have is because you don't think he's a left tackle, that you think it's a bad pick. I think Matt Rule basically said that that's not us saying that and that quote in an interview on the panthers website says we like him on the right side we like him at right guard we like them at right tackle but that's not us mm-hmm. hating on brady Christensen and saying he can't do this this and that we're just taking no. the coach coach's word on how they're using them in camp and i think people got to get that mindset and lower their expectations because right now they're all hype oh we had the greatest draft ever we drafted 11 all pros all of our rookies <laughs> are going to start day one uh, the Super Bowl. Some of these
2: guys is bust. They need to get that through their head, bro. Some yeah, they, of these guys bust. The Three
0: the years team.
1: from now, y'all gonna be looking at this draft like, damn, why do we pick him? We're gonna see mm-hmm. another Sion Fua, another, <laughs> you know, um, right. Amini Silatolu. We're
0: gonna see Sanchez. another... Will. He said he, liked him. <laughs> We're
2: gonna look he, said he like team. him at right guard and right tackle. He said he liked Teddy Bridgewater, too, bro. Like, I
0: mean, you, I <laughs> mean, you just gotta, you
1: know, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just relax, you know what I mean? I think it's okay to have reasonable expectations for these guys coming into camp. I mean, I mm-hmm. think at the end of the day, Brady Christensen's a phenomenal athlete for an offensive lineman. He yeah, tested he's the 95th, 99th percentile mm-hmm. in every metric. So we're yep. just going to trust the coaching staff to find a fit for him and hope that athleticism tr- translates to good offensive line play. But, you know, all that said, I think you just have to get out of the mindset that he's the answer at left tackle. We, we haven't seen it on his college tape. He doesn't have the measurables to play the position. His arm length, I think, is like fifth percentile for um, offensive tackles, even lower than guys like Joe Thomas and Jordan Gross, who are notoriously known as those guys who kind of go against the odds in terms of having success at the league with short arms. But that doesn't mean he can be he's not going to be a good player in this league. He can, we're going to try him at guard, see what he can do, and hopefully that athleticism translates to being a productive player a starter. You got to remember, it's a third-round pick, man. I mean, how much are we really going to get out of that pick? For a third-round pick, a solid guy that can back up four positions is a success. So, I mean, I think it is what it is at this point. We just got to see mm. where they find this fit. You know, he's a young player. He's going to keep learning, and we'll see how he ends up.
2: Mm-hmm. He better not get beat out by Deontay Brown or David Moore. Simple as that.
4: Mm. And yeah, I'm going to say this. You know, for those that, you know, want to know what I'm based off of, just do us just one favor. Go to YouTube, type in BYU versus UTSA, that's University of Texas San Antonio. And from the very first play, just watch. Mm -hmm. That defensive end is only about 6'2. I'm just saying on top of my head, maybe 260.
0: Whew.
4: <laughs> that's, that's all I'm gonna say. Just just watch, just watch that one game on YouTube: BYU versus UTSA University of Texas San Antonio that they played this year, a, a cupcake game. Mm-hmm. And you'll see, and you'll see what on, and you'll see exactly why the things that we said is, is based from. Do I hate the guy? No, nah, I don't hate him. I just don't like, I just don't like who we gave up in order to get him.
0: I don't like now, the fact.
4: I don't you know, like the fact
0: ahead. that we didn't we didn't get a left tackle when we could have got a freaking left tackle. This guy's oh he could be this this that and the third. That that's fine that's fine. We need depth the old line obviously. We've been getting nicked and banged up all year for you know for years now. But we could have got a left tackle that could have played right. day one possibly. That's that's right. the problem for me. We we pass up on some on some right. You know, Tim, you're absolutely right because look,
2: shit. Tim, you wanted depth, right? You ended up getting that in this in the sixth round with Deontay Brown. You got David Moore drafted. He should have been drafted. You found depth in the got draft. Why'd you get that in the third round? Like I just whatever. And somebody Yo, yeah. in the comments asked about Tommy Trimble. He said give him the same smoke. Oh, I yeah. don't want to give Tommy any smoke because he's probably taking reps at left tackle because we don't have an answer. So <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> but
4: but let me just now, place I my pen on the We don't get we didn't just get depth in the draft.
1: We got depth first
2: day of free agency when
4: we signed line and um, Irving. Right. <laughs> Yo. Right. <laughs> now, where's the
1: starters
4: at? Hey, all I'm going to say is this. This whole conversation can be blamed on the Detroit Lions. They ruined two people that day. They done, ru- they done ruined Sewell because they're trying to make him a fucking right tackle. Mm. And they fucked us because when you watch the Panthers Confidential, You know, they was all in on sewer, and it's like, damn, Lions getting sewer. Really? They getting them? You know, when I saw that, I was just like, bruh. You know what I'm saying? So, Mm -hmm. you know, you took a franchise, you know, generational left tackle, and and you're going to flip them. Mm. And now we're having conversations two months later about a freaking Christensen all because of Detroit Lions. Thank you.
2: One more thing before we go on to the next topic. One one more thing before we go on to the next topic. I need fans that say, this is not a shot at you, my boy Steven. It's not a shot. But don't scream position flexibility to me if you haven't shown me that. If you want to go back four years ago when Taylor Moten was coming out of college, you saw reps of him playing right guard and playing right tackle, he did both well. That's position flexibility. Don't tell me somebody that's been playing left tackle – That's the only film that you can find on him is flexible because your head coach told you he is. Why do you believe in the coaching staff that had one of the worst offensive lines in the league last year? Mm. Don't sell me on that. I'm sorry. Don't sell me on flexibility when I haven't seen it. When I see it, he plays well, we can come back to this discussion. But don't sell me on that right now. Don't let them lie to you. They're not going to lie to me. Don't tell me about some flexibility when we've never seen it. no. That's a, that's, oh, a good.
0: that's a fair point. If you've been if you've been playing left tackle all your life, and you come to the pros, and then you're gonna throw and throw you in the right tackle, right guard. That's gonna yeah. go ahead, Will.
1: Yeah, I think people confuse position flexibility with just not being good at any position, and coaches trying to find a spot for him. I mean, Cam Irving was supposedly a position flexibility guy, but he stunk at all four positions he played. So the coaches are probably just trying to salvage their first round pick by trying to find him a spot on the offensive line. So I think, I mean, to be, for position position flexibility to have value, you have to be able to step in and play every position you're coming into very well. You know, for example, Jeremy Chen, that's position flexibility. He can play linebacker very well. He can play safety very well. And regardless of where you put him, you're not going to lose quality on the field. So you can leave him on the field at all times. But a guy that can just not be good at any position, and you just want a guy that's the body there that's really not really adding much value or depth to your team.
4: And one last thing I, I want to get off my chest since we're talking about particular offensive linemen. Fans, stop thinking that you could just take anybody from the left side, throw them on the right side, and get the same results. i tell you this. This is this is another challenge I got for you. I, I, I'm feeling like if you're right-handed, I not don't you to don't you take your left hand and write the same sense you do with your right hand. Vice versa, left hand, right with your right hand. Because, um, Larry, what's the guy, uh, Duke, um, Merriweather? I think yeah, that's
2: his Big name. Duke, big Duke. Meriwether. Yeah, big Duke.
4: Yeah, he was, he was talking about that. I, I saw him talking about, like, uh, he put out a video on Twitter. He was saying that, um, you know, fans got this expectation that you can just flip-flop a player. He was just like, that's like just trying to all of a sudden right with your opposite hand all of a sudden. You see the same letter that you do, but it's not going to look the same, and it takes a lot of practice before it even starts looking even remotely close to what your dominant hand is used to doing. So, you know, fans got this idea that oh, if you play right tackle, just throw him over to the left. It's it's it's, it's not that easy, folks. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, it's not that easy.
2: You have to be in tune with your quarterback. You have to take the right steps. It's so much muscle memory in playing tackle position. If you guys listen to Willie Anderson, future Hall of Fame tackle for the Bengals, he talks about how it's dancing and how it's memorization. You got to have the same rhythm over and over again. It's very difficult to make that translate from one side of the offensive line to the other. A lot of guys just don't do it. It's not like baseball where you can switch it. It's rare that you find somebody that can do both. And even when Milton took those snaps at left tackle a couple years ago, even though you saw some success every single one of his steps seemed awkward if you really studied him it didn't feel natural to him that's why they put him back over to the right it's not an easy transition that's all i'm saying
0: mm-hmm. all right so let's let's move on to the uh, the covid situation you know, there's there's several players who are you know kind of like yeah, yeah that's that's my business I, if i get a shot or not you know that's that's really not um, so, how do you guys how do you guys feel about that, man? Uh, do Do you think uh, they should tell us if they got a shot? Should they get a shot? Uh, what do, what, do, what do you think?
2: Uh, well. hey, I got a rich friend. Hey, Tim, I got a I got a pretty rich friend in the music industry. He said it's a cure for age, just eighty five thousand dollars. You think you want to know that? It was that just his personal business. You know what I'm saying? Do I need to know if Christian McCaffrey got diabetes and he got to take <laughs> insulin, like? At what point do guys get privacy? So when it comes to this COVID thing, you don't know any—you don't know everybody's situation. I—I use myself. I'm—I was against taking the shot, but when it came down to my salary and my future career and my job, told me like either hey, you either do it or you don't. I had to do what I had to do. So like, I—I I, I commend them for for taking 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 control of their own lives and saying you know what. I'm going to do what I want to do. It's not none of y'all fucking business. Mm. I got to show up on Sundays and play football. Don't worry about my personal health. Y'all don't care when he's sitting in the locker room in the tub of ice. Y'all don't care when these guys got to take shots. What you worried about a vaccine for? It's just mind your business. That's how I feel about it.
4: Right. For $85,000, I told y'all Magic Johnson was cured. But anyway, I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Will.
1: Yeah, I man, you never going to tell enough. Other man, grown man, what to do? I think people will stress themselves out all day talking about he shouldn't have said this, don't dress like that, take the vaccine, don't stand for the anthem, don't kneel for the anthem, do this, do that. You know, why you get so caught up in telling other grown men what to do? Just enjoy the game. At the end of the day, we're football fans. We're not, you know, watching a reality TV show. If you want that, you know, go turn on the Kardashians or something. I think a new season of that is starting up pretty soon. But I think with that said, with the covid situation i think the teams that do get vaccinated they're going to go into the season with a competitive advantage whether you no matter how you feel on the topic you know mm-hmm. they're not going to have to quarantine players you know to potentially have exposure uh, players aren't going to have to get tested as regularly so there are some competitive advantages to teams that have more players on their team vaccinated so i mean that's one way to look at it but even with that man these guys can do what they want with their bodies we don't You know, getting into their medical records, their personal business, their relationships, what they do off the field—that's going a little bit too far from my liking. You just gotta keep it football, enjoy the game, and what happens happens.
0: Just the game at the end of the day.
2: Keep in mind, you can still catch COVID even if you're vaccinated.
0: Hey, Kev, go ahead and tell us your uh, tell us your thoughts, bro.
4: Um, I'll just add in—you know—for those who want to know specifically what this uh, new NFL uh protocol you know what it is saying what it what it allows um it's pretty much separating the players between vaccinated and unvaccinated players uh so for example and i'm reading this off the um article in panthers.com um here it says <clears throat> and i quote among the changes there will be no daily testing for those fully vaccinated and they're not required to wear masks they can also eat together in the team cafeteria gather with other players in and out of the facility. So that's what you get if you're vaccinated. Now, if you're unvaccinated, uh, unvaccinated players are subject to restriction when a team travels, including being required to remain in the team hotel instead of venturing out for meals. They're also prohibited from attending indoor concerts and other events Mm -hmm. and are still subject to a mandatory five-day isolation if they come in close contact with the person who tests positive. Hmm. So, you know, those—that's just some of the, you know, the highlights or however you want to look at it of this new, you know, <clears throat> NFL vaccination protocol uh, that just came out. So, and, you know, like I said, it's player—excuse <clears throat> me—it's players' business. You know, that's how I feel. But clearly, you see what the um, what the perks is as they trying to, you know, get everybody to. Take this vaccine, you know, and get situated. But, um, you know, people have a right what they believe, what they feel. You got a right to control, you know, what going in and out of your body. You know, me personally, I'm just going to be sit back and watching. Ten years from now, if you was one of the people that took the COVID vaccination back in 2020, 2021, you are entitled to a settlement from the U.S. government because you now have a third testicle growing. You know, it's. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm just saying, man, I, Oops. you know, you know, Hey, you know, Tuskegee experiment, excuse me, but Hey, I'm just, I'm just saying, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> that part too. But anyway, but yeah. I mean, Hey, you know, that's why me personally, um, I, I, I renewed my tickets. So I will be going to all the games this year, but I also bought up the Panthers mass. I got like 13 different Carolina Panther mass. So, You'll see me with a different mask on at every game I go to this year. So, you know, I'm gonna be in the stands with my mask on, cheering, yelling, mm. and um and um, you know, having as much distance as I can as possible.
0: Dig it, man. JD back on the back on the scene.
4: Get um, off that AOL, JD, man. Get out the AOL, man.
3: bro. Listen, bro, my internet provider has worse coverage than Troy Pride. Oh. Straight up. Oh, <laughs> straight up! Oh. Oh. I ain't go. I ain't go cap to you, bro. Oh. I ain't to cap. But you, you better probably
4: never the reason, reason why he. injured. Tell the truth. What you did to Troy
3: Pride, man? You better never see that I man ain't on the did streets. Nothing, man. I ain't did you, nothing. You better you never see that bad man on, on the that streets. Man. <laughs> Look, I just told the truth.
0: Don't run from him. He'll catch you. <laughs> hey, um, just, just, just my two cents. I can care. I can care less you know one of the reasons the statistic that you that you just uh mentioned uh, JD about the Panthers having the the lowest uh contamination um you know popping up throughout throughout the NFL i mean it, these if if these guys want to play they're going to do what they need to do to get on the field right so i mean if if they get a shot they get a shot they don't they don't you know quite frankly <laughs> if it, if my livelihood was on the line and I'm you know I'm, I'm making millions of dollars, you got damn right I'm taking a shot. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying because ain't nothing going to keep me out, keep me from getting on that field. But you know, whether whether or not I tell my business,
2: eh. anyway, this is just a yawn topic because I think this is just supposed to be common sense. Like you know, I don't tell nobody my business. Why are you worried about these players for? I just it's a yawn topic for me because. None of you are gonna come up to me in my life and ask me if I got vaccinated or not. It's just not gonna happen. And, and like, none of you are gonna catch an attitude if I tell you I don't feel like telling you because you yeah. know what happens after that. So like, why are we talking about this? Yeah, I'm just saying, and, I, and it's crazy. I know why we're talking about it. It's all over Twitter, but I'm just saying, it's just it's just a, it's a non this a non topic for me. I'm sorry. Yeah,
0: Yeah. So next topic, we got Clinton Dix and uh, Yeldon trying out for the squad. Is, is it too is it too late for them? <laughs> Are they too old for this shit?
2: Ha-ha. Ah, based on what I heard from, um, based on what I heard from, uh, what was the what was the defensive back that used to play for the Bucks? Barber. No, nah, he played for the Bucks, Patriots, Broncos. Talib. T- t- t-
0: oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, He t- told
2: me, and this is from, from a guy that played a similar position, just a corner, your prime years in the NFL are usually from that, like when you feel like you got grown man strength mm-hmm. when you're at your peak, it's from that age of 25 to 29. Mm-hmm. ha was like 28. So I don't even consider him washed. I think he's in a prime in his career. We just have to do more research on what happened, why he got cut. I think he just got beat out for a job, so this is probably more of a mental thing. He's got to get his competitive edge back and and show that he belongs in this league. But as far as athleticism, technically, he's never been hurt. He's played every single game of his career. should be in his prime. This is a very intriguing camp tryout, in my opinion.
0: Be a great pickup. Go ahead, Will.
1: It's definitely worth a shot. Um, I just, I mean, he's a Pro Bowler. He's been elite at every level he's been at. Played with Nick Saban. Think he won a national championship there. Was a first round draft pick. I mean, he was in NFL's top 100 players. I think two years in a row. So I'm, I'm, am surprised that he just he had to um, miss the entire season. Now, last year was kind of a weird offseason season if you were cut during training camp and the just the restrictions to being able to take physicals and travel and all those things, you just had a significant disadvantage in trying to land on a roster. So I think a lot of teams were just more inclined to go with what they had in their roster already, as opposed to signing these free agents that got cut at the end of camp. But I mean, at age 28, I mean, I'm not, I refuse to believe he's not in his athletic prime. I'm not aware of any significant injury history. I'm not aware of any um, problems in the locker room. He seems like a well-liked guy throughout the league. So it's definitely worth a shot. Um, from what I know about him, he's primarily a free safety. When Green Bay got Adrian Amos, they moved Clinton Dix to strong safety. That's not really his strength playing in a box like that. He's not a banger. Mm-hmm. He's more of a rangy free safety. He's a ball hawk. He makes a lot of plays on the ball, forced fumbles, gets PBUs, gets interceptions. And I think it's a skill set we could really use in our secondary. When you look at our safety depth, Right now, you got you got uh, Justin Burris, who's more of a nickel guy, nickel cover guy. You know, not really a rangy free safety type. You got uh, Sam Franklin, who's got similar to a Jeremy Chin skill set. You got Miles um, Hartsfield, who ironically has more of a um, Justin Burris skill set. You know, playing in the nickel and covering. And you got Kenny Robinson, who I think still waiting for his shot. Um, he was kind of slow developing last year he finally got on the roster towards mid to late season. I think he got cut in camp and then put on the practice squad. And then later in the year, when we got down in the injuries, he finally got his opportunity and got some special teams reps. So we'll see how he comes along as well. But I think um, Clinton Dix would be a good addition to the safety room because, I mean, he adds veteran leadership. If you think about it, it's the safety room right now. is Justin Burris and four second year players. There's not a lot of, NFL experiencing actual game reps in that room right now and just his skill set being that rangy free safety I think that's another skill set that we could use in the secondary so just letting him in camp let him compete and let's see what he's got hopefully he leaves Charlotte with a contract by the end of the week
2: I also think it's fair to be mentioned I wasn't aware but I heard someone say that he was on paternity leave last year so maybe that's the reason why nobody picked him up. But I didn't know they had that, but yeah, he was on leave. I guess he just had a baby. Shit.
1: That makes sense too, because you don't want to travel a lot with the um risking COVID, you know, with the pregnant wife and kids. So that makes a lot of sense as well. Why he just maybe just sat out the season instead of trying to get on another roster.
0: True, true. Jadarius, what's your piece, man?
3: Uh, I like I like Haha. Uh I think he's a a free safety, true and true. Um, he offers a little bit of versatility, but that's not uh, in the box. Is not necessarily where you want him. Um, and nickel is not necessarily where you want him either. Um, he's definitely a free safety. And uh, I think from what I've seen about his release, uh, he was on a one year deal. So it's not like the Cowboys um, lost a lot of capital by releasing him, And he was beat out by uh, a player on a rookie contract. I'm pretty sure. So, um, you save money either way, uh, especially in a year where nobody knows about the salary cap, um, where people are going to be, um, where the team, where the number is going to be for the teams. Um, I think it might have been a penny-pinching um, type cut. And with um, COVID and everything, teams were really hesitant of bringing in new guys. So even if the maternity leave um, um, explanation isn't true, uh, it was just tough for guys that were released and undrafted rookies, vets alike, um, because now you have to get re cleared. You have to go through physicals and all that good stuff, and contact tracing and all that social distancing. It wasn't really feasible, and teams just really rolled with who was in the camp already. Um, so, I think Haha as a as a steady hand to the secondary group, especially with three young safeties we're we're looking at here. If you're looking at uh, Sam Franklin, you're looking at Kenny Robinson, you're looking at uh, even Miles Hartsfield, even though he's more of a nickel, um, that will help those three guys um, tremendously just to have a guy who has done it at a high level, makes plays routinely, and somebody that has been trusted on teams he's been on before um, to come through and make big plays. So I don't think it does anything but help the defense.
0: Word, word. And Kevin Avery.
4: Well, call me petty. Uh oh. But uh, T T J, you know T Y Yeldon can't play on this team for me. You want to know why? Take y'all back down memory lane. 2015 season, week one at Jacksonville. This was the this was this was the running back that Luke keekley tackled to get his first concussion. Uh, if y'all remember? Sure. Yeah. So this guy is the is the is the beginning of why Luke Keekle is no longer here. So me personally, I, I, don't, I don't want nothing to do with you. Sure. <laughs> I know it's a part of the game. That's why I said, "Excuse me for being petty." Yeah, hey. you know, you know, I, I, I had to put up with we had to put up with Tahir Whitehead and Shaq Thompson because because of you. So uh, yelled <laughs> and nah, You can't get no love from me. I'm, I'm, I'm We took a, a Luke Keekle. We had to watch a Luke Kiki in his prime retire <laughs> because of your ass, you know. So, nah, you can't, you can't come, can't come on my squad, bro. Uh, nah, man. nah, nah. Imagine Luke Kiki playing behind a Derek Brown and man, I only wants to, man. Let me hush. I don't want to get my, I only get in my feelings. But anyway, so that's what I'm gonna say about it. Yeah, man, yeah, man, but <laughs> I, I just had to give my pet a reason for it, man. You know, you, he the guy that gave Luke Kuechler that concussion that caused him to miss some games, and mm. that gave A.J. Klein a little bit of life. that ended up getting him, you know, a couple of jobs. I think it was with New Orleans, now he with Buffalo. So, mm. you know, Yeldon can keep the hell on. That's how I can feel. That's just me. Huh? But as uh, far as Clinton, ha-ha, I mean, I'm going to say the backers. Ha-ha, Clinton Dix. Um, I'm intrigued. Y'all know you know, I'm, I'm looking for, you know, I want to see the one of the young guys step up. But when I think about it, you are right. We don't have a lot of, you know, veteran presence, particularly in the uh, second room. And, and even though we're a real high on Jeremy Chin, uh, he definitely got to make some big strides in his ability to cover. Uh, because let's not forget, for all the accolades and all the heap and praise, Jeremy Chin did give up six touchdowns and coverage last year. You know, so you know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna call a spade a spade. Let's just put it all out there. So we're we're definitely uh, we're definitely need to um, improve. Anybody that can add coverage on the back end. Um, and while y'all were talking, I just went and did some background checks. Um, you know, injuries. There's he has not missed a game to any injuries. He's pretty much played. Ha uh, ha Clinton did. So I'm looking at it right now. Uh, when he was with the uh he didn't start his first six games in 2014 but from there all the way 2018 he started and played every single game for uh, uh, for Green Bay and then um, then he you know went to Washington then went to Chicago and he got cut by Dallas before uh, b- um, before the season started so mm-hmm. you know that's the situation with that but um you know, even when he got a full year in Chicago in 2019, he still was 16 out of 16. I typed in his injury history and get came back with nothing. So you're right, Will. You know, you're talking about a player, 28 in his prime and healthy. Um, if anybody's worthy of a of a shot to um, get an invite and see what he can do, why not? You know, all of us know Phil Snow. Likes to use a lot of three safety personnel packages. Mm-hmm. You know why the hell not? I mean, because you know, think about it. When we got to face that that unicorn in Atlanta called, you know, Cal um, Pitts or whatever. You know, we're going to have to match chin up on him in the box as a linebacker. You know, the mm-hmm. pet to do depend on where they line them up. So who to be back there playing coverage? You know what I'm saying? So I just. uh uh, I like the I like the uh, I like the idea of, of him getting a chance. Now, I mean, obviously he got to earn his reps. Obviously, you know, y'all know since we drafted him, Kenny Robinson been my guy that I, I hope to eventually, you know, be the long term answer at that position. But hey, you gotta earn it, and then when you earn it, you gotta prove it. So, but um, yeah. So Yeldon yeah, get the hell on, and uh, let's bring um, Clinton Dix to uh, Camp Waffle get some of this heat and humidity in him. Mm.
2: I'll just throw my comments. I got to talk about haha, but I didn't get to talk, talk about uh, Yeldon. And I was reading the comments. Elvin made a good point. It would be nice to have a running back that can punish the defense. Mm-hmm. But to be brutally honest with you, we've had that uh, with Mike Davis, a guy that was leading the league in broken tackles for a while. But it seems like whenever number twenty-two is healthy and back, we don't use other guys. So if we did spend that money and got can get Yeldon. Are we really going to use him? Because I think when McCaffrey came back, what did Mike Davis get one carry? Mm-hmm. Even though he was very productive every game before that? Yeah. I mean, it would be nice to have a change of pace back. It would be nice to take the load off of CMC. But it don't seem like coaching staff enjoys doing that too much. I think they're trying to run CMC into the ground, personally. So that's my only thing about Yeldon. Um, I know he's in that same age range at 27. That's why earlier when I said about Talib, speaking on that age range, I think it's a little bit different for D-backs versus running backs. Yeldon might be considered a little bit long in the tooth now because he's been in the league five years, taking a lot of punishment and giving a lot of punishment. So going to be interesting to see what he does have left in the tank, but I just don't want us to sign a guy that we won't use. But to Elvin's point, that's an outstanding point. It would be very nice to have a guy that can be successful in short yardage guaranteed. But hey, we'll see how it goes.
0: Indeed. And we had, we had armor too. We could have gave the ball to short, short yards, but you know, we couldn't get a push by the O-line. So, I mean, yeah. We got to create holes too, ladies and gentlemen. Just saying, just saying, just saying.
4: You know, and to address the point, because it's specifically toward me, you know, Elvin, as far as like, uh about this, you know what punishes a defense, Physical offensive line. That you know, I mean, all this talk to you know of you know need to punish the running back. That running back can't do shit, or the offensive line ain't doing their part. Mm. You know, we had a fucking fullback that couldn't get one yard because of our offensive line. Fourth and one against the Raiders. One yard. You know, we talk about a fullback dive. We're not talking about handing the ball back five, six yards deep to the running back. Fullback, eye formation mean one Kev- yard and couldn't and couldn't get it. So you want to know what punishes a defense is a is a, is a punishing offensive line. The, the you can get any you can get your average running back behind a physical offensive line and, and get the job done. It's, we see it around the league all
0: the time.
2: But Kevin, we got Tommy Tremble. What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> all Pro H back
2: man. He's gonna be opening up holes, baby. <laughs>
0: and he got them hands. And he
2: taking snaps at left tackle, bro. That was a, that was a pick of the drive. Yeah,
0: Shut up. What? Who was it? Is it? Uh, was that? Was that quick? That's was that? No, it wasn't quick. It was um. It was. What, uh, last time? Yeah, Ashton. <laughs> talking about if you play left tackle, you better better be able to throw the ball too. Well, we got a left tackle that can, that can apparently catch the ball. Who knows? I mean, you know. <laughs> Throw on the number 72 and, you know, let him come out there and check in with the ref, you know. little goal line play action, you know. Who knows? These motherfuckers. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Stay tuned, man. Hey, if Trimble works out, great, but I, I don't know. I don't know. But I love Ha-Ha, man. You can imagine him and Chen, bruh, on the field, and Ha-Ha's back in his old form. Woo, Lord Jesus. Woo, y'all don't want the problems. Y'all don't want them problems.
2: Bruh. I agree we upgraded the offensive line in certain spots. I think Deontay Brown definitely probably helps us in the run game significantly. Mm-hmm. Um, versatility, everybody keeps talking about Christian. I mean, Brady Christensen, but... I like David Moore. He can play center and guard. Mm. Um, I like the idea of a healthy Dennis Daly. You know, he, we didn't get him too healthy all year last year. He has some injury issues. So, yeah, I think we did get better. We just didn't get better what we needed to get better at. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> That's all it is. Because, you know, going into the draft, we needed help everywhere, except yeah. basically right tackle. And if you're sold on Paradis, if you're not, you're not. He was pretty average, but we got better. It was just at the most important part of the whole line, I don't think we – I think we might have regressed. And to be honest with you.
0: The left tack, left tackle is lacking. And we had – God, all those prospects in the draft we could have gotten, man. it's. Just,
2: I mean, and there's some vets out there from what I've been hearing. You know, depending different. on how camp go, might end up signing the vet. But <laughs> – I mean, I just – I've been suffering for too long, man. I just since, – since Jordan Gross has been gone, I've just been watching suffering. Like,
3: yes.
2: Michael Orr was pretty solid, but he only gave us a year and some change. Like since, I think I just want consistency at that position. I don't need an all-pro. I just need somebody that's solid, right. above average, that's going to hold that spot down. I don't like the idea of a rotation at left tackle. I don't like the idea of trying people out middle of the season. I want somebody that I can close my eyes and trust that they're going to do their thing at the left tackle position. Word, midseason,
4: Mid-season, we're going to call uh, O'Kone with a "Hey, big head" text. That was one up too. Tam- <laughs> 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 you know, he's sitting back on all them bitcoins. You know what I'm saying? Just living his living his best life.
2: Cam, especially if you're on the cusp, like you know, I told we got We lost eight games by a touchdown or less. I expect rule to cut that in half. So we floating around. That nine ten win kind type of season, you might be trying to make a push for the playoffs. Mm. You gotta have you gotta have a, a sure thing at left tackle, especially in the, the division we play in. Gotta have it.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, man. We we got this, especially with Tampa Bay. Well, no Atlanta too, man. They can put up points fast. That that nullifies our run game right there. So it's. We, we got to be able to put up points too. That means we need to be able to, to at least perform a five step five step drop. I'm I'm not confident in that left tackle position. Can we run the football? Oh, hell yeah!
2: That goes. You got to protect that man. Bro. Exactly.
0: Yeah. You know I mean? New new team, new coordinator, man. And he and he going to have he going to have to do old dancing feet.
2: Mm. Mm. And you got and Tim, you got. Big play receivers. You got a you got a vertical threat in Robbie Anderson. You got DJ that's great at getting vertical. Mm-hmm. These guys need time to get down the field. So it was times last year where offensive line looked great, and people was like, "Oh, look, we didn't give up any sacks." Me being the person I am, I'm I'm looking at it like we're not giving up sacks because because Teddy throwing the ball as soon as he get as soon as he get the snap, the yeah. ball is out. Yeah. That's cool if it works for a little while, but once defenses start to creep up you got to be able to go up top. A lot of times he couldn't go up top because he had to shake and bake. He had to make a move. Like, it's just we need time for these plays to develop because the type of weapons that we have, they need that time to get vertical. So, I just – it is what it is. I'm going to be optimistic like everybody else in the comments. Yeah. Offensive line got better. Maybe that makes us a playoff team because as of right now, the way I feel about Matt Rule, he's got to give me nine wins or better. So – that's hot seat time for me. So right. the offensive line better be better.
4: I need to see him. I just want to know if Ghostbusters is the official sponsor of Sam Donald. That's what I want to know.
0: Ah oh, man, <laughs> <laughs> who you gonna call? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man,
4: Jada, you Go look like you about to say something, man. Go ahead, That's cold
0: blooded. <laughs> <laughs> who you gonna call? ghost person you you ain't right you ain't right (laughs) i ain't afraid of no ghost (laughs) (laughs) hey sam might come out there and just ball his ass off though bruh who knows Uh, who knows that it's my understanding he has you know good energies, upbeat at the facility and all this other stuff hey who knows you know, he'll, he'll throw a couple of tip balls for a touchdown, all that good stuff, you know.
4: I mean, I heard his rest his sectional couch finally got there, so who knows, man? He might be able to put it together, you know. He, you know, <laughs> how you bring one part of your section and not the other is beyond me. But,
2: uh, um, you, you know, another thing, man, I know I'm getting long winded tonight, but I got to get this out too. When Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry Was competing for the best RB in the league, mm. the difference that I noticed was that. Christian McCaffrey was making stuff happen from the backfield and getting up the field. Derrick Henry, even though he's a bruiser, he wasn't having to hit people till he was five yards down the field. He wasn't getting touched. I want McCaffrey to have the same thing. That's all I'm saying. Man, man, bro. That's all I'm saying. Could you imagine somebody. McCaffrey at the line- Oh, I'm sorry. Did you imagine, mm-hmm. could you imagine McCaffrey at the linebacker level before he gets touched? Bro, we're that- routinely. We're like it. how it's about to be for Dalvin Cook <laughs> up in Minnesota, because he got Darisol, he got Wyatt Davis, he had uh he got Garrett Bradbury from two drafts ago. Mm-hmm. That offensive line is looking sick. Mm-hmm. I just want the same thing for my guys, man. That's we- so, all I'm saying.
0: We see McCaffrey get untouched to get the linebacker level. I, I remember that Bengals game. His uh, was that his rookie year, I think. When he stiff armed dude right there in the gap. He, he didn't get t- he didn't get touched to get the linebacker level. And he just destroyed that dude, Jacksonville. He, he didn't get touched at to linebacker level. He just just skating on people, bro. That's
2: I, the difference, Tim. When he gets that opportunity, that means
0: touchdowns. It's a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, it's a home run hitter for real. Real talk. Real talk. Real talk. I mean it, bro yeah I Elvin the old line is better but it's a low bar to come on bro I mean it's
4: I can't say better till we see some pads I yeah, I can't we'll, go we'll on that paper, too man yeah that I mean too. better better wood on paper what, where's the proof that they're better
0: I mean I'm, I'm optimistic don't get me wrong yeah. I, the, the guard position shh, uh, bro if, if we're not if, we not if we're not getting some good push at the guard position this year I don't know what to tell you but that left tackle bro I mean that that's our our passing game is so reliant upon that position and they just like, yeah get that guy from b y u it's cool All right. yeah i'm I you know whatever Scott might be that guy he might he might just come into camp and like Shh, f y'all i'm I'm left tackle for real. So I mean, it's it's all good, but hey, if if McCaffrey is getting getting you know three, four, five a pop each and every time between between the guard and the center, that's gonna set up that play action, and then we'll we'll uh, we'll rip some people apart. But as far as dropping back and and being comfortable and getting rid of the football, I'm 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 still I'm still a little iffy on that, bro. I I, I am. I gotta I gotta see something. That's just me. That's just me. But yeah. Yeah, throwing to the tight ends will help. Go ahead, Will, you want to say something? Oh, no, go ahead. Oh. Uh, Maurice was talking about the tight end position. And, and then we picked up some, we picked up some height. We picked, some, picked up some athletes at the tight end position. So, man, hopefully get in the red zone and make some make some things happen so we can run the football.
2: I mean, I think that's the we definitely got better at, uh, just from free agency. I like Dan Arnold a lot. I know, Kevin, I know. Uh, Will watched a lot of them. Um, they said he reminds him, He got a little bit of Greg Olson in him. Mm. Not the same size, but the ability to get vertical, vertical. Also a threat in the red zone. I think you definitely got better at tight end. But do, do Joe Brady use the tight end? Mm. That's my question. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm.
1: I don't think we'll know the answer to that until we got a tight end that can actually threaten the defense. Um, yeah. I mean, I think um Ian Thomas, I mean I, I mean he's a good I mean he's solid, but I just don't think he's hit his potential yet. Um like some guys just develop slower than others. I mean, we're in what year three now with him, so it's basically do or die for him. Four. Um in his defense, he's had how many different quarterbacks since he's been in the league and he's never really been um had a wow. been featured as part of the offense. So he's had a different you know, quarterback I'm write almost him every off year. Completely. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. we all knew when we drafted him that he wasn't going to be an immediate impact guy. He was expected to be a project. So you expect, you know, guys like him, especially pick. I mean, he's a day three pick. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is the type of guys you do give a little bit more time to develop. So, I mean, it's a mm-hmm. show and prove year for him. He's got competition in the room now. So making the roster mm-hmm. isn't even a guarantee. So we'll see how that goes. as far as um, Dan Arnold, I think he's proven himself. I mean, he had, what, 400 yards and six touchdowns in an offense that primarily plays 10 personnel in Arizona with Cliff Kingsbury with their Mm -hmm. uh, air raid system. So, I mean, I look at it like Greg Olson coming from Chicago with Mike Marks. They didn't use the tight end a lot. Finally got his opportunity here. And look at the kind of career he had with us. So, I mean, I'm optimistic Mm -hmm. about uh, this pickup. Hopefully we can use him and he can be a good contributor.
2: Hey, I want to give a shout out to uh, Jason Marsh. That's comment of the night, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he said Sammy to take his shot. He <laughs> didn't <done> have mono. <laughs> 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 that's common of the night, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, man.
2: Growing man catching mono. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, mono. He good shoot.
0: His white blood cell count is high. He's cool. It's all good. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so I believe we would have, we covered everything, man. I mean, you know, we we told we talked enough about the old line, and so we, you know, man, we're, we're we're good. We're good on that. Uh, remind remind everybody when is uh when is uh camp.
4: Well, usually the training camp schedule usually comes out like maybe a day or two after, um, mini camp is over. So, uh, don't be surprised if it's not dropped like Friday or Saturday. Oh, nice. uh, I'm expecting, I'm expecting, I'm from room correctly. I'm thinking it's usually like the next day, but I could be off by a day, but uh, it's usually come out. Uh, <clears throat> that's what I'm personally waiting on so I can uh, determine how I'm gonna use my, my, uh, my PTO on my job. Cause, uh, mm-hmm. This is definitely one of them training camps that, if they're and they haven't gave the word of how the fans are gonna, you know, if the fans are gonna be allowed back at Wofford in what capacity. But uh, mm. I'm definitely looking forward because we uh we got to cover this, we got to cover this camp good, you know. Um, yeah. And uh, oh yeah, we also got to mention, uh, real quick, you know, the um, since our last recording, the we're going two joint practices with the Colts. Mm. You know. That's something the uh, that's that's what I'm looking forward to. Now we're we're at Indianapolis, so the team will be they won't be down at Walford practicing against them. So that'll be in Indianapolis. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, Larry, I already know I already know which one you're looking for: uh, Dare Brown versus uh, Quentin Nelson. You know, oh boy. And uh,
2: honestly, that's a very slept on offensive line. It's more than just Quentin Nelson. They got yeah. talent from left tackle to right tackle. I think that's just a great challenge for the entire D-line and the front seven in general, to be honest yeah. with you. But, yeah, the highlight is definitely DB and, and, uh, and, and Mr. Nelson. Nelson is a, is a bad man. Yeah, and, don't got,
4: and then they get that center from Alabama, Kelly. Isn't he from um,
2: – Absolutely.
4: Yeah, yeah, I like him too. So, you know, I, I, our interior definitely, uh, definitely going to get tested. So it's something to look yeah. forward to.
2: Absolutely. And they got a pretty good linebacker over there, too. So we want to see about this offensive line we keep talking about. <laughs> they got a pretty good linebacker, in court too. I'm just saying. I'm
0: about to find out. I'm about to find out.
2: And Maurice asked about the long, long snapper position. I just want to get my two cents. I'm still going with JJ. I think that uh, he's going to win that job, and it's going to look like you just wasted another six round draft pick. That's just more. Magnifying glasses on that front office, but I don't believe in getting rid of a like. I, I if, it, if it's machine, I, I work in aviation. You do routine maintenance. If it's not broken, you don't mess with it. You just make sure it's maintained, and that's it. This guy's been a well-oiled machine for over ten years. When the last time he missed, he messed up a snap can? Two thousand twelve or something like that. We that man alone.
4: 2010 uh 2010. At the giants week one. That was his last bad snap. And hey. we <laughs> and man. we picked him up the offseason in the two thousand and nine season. So one bad snap in what going on what finna be twelve years? Mm.
2: Positions like that, Kev, he tell you when he's done. Like you don't tell him when he's done. Word. Right, he tell you when he's done playing. That's how that's got to go, bro. This this paid. That's his job. I don't mess with him. I understand you trying to bring competition everywhere. That was stupid. Man. Like, I don't, I don't you know. know. He's showed me nothing to say. Like you know what? We need to evaluate long snapper. The dude is an A plus. He's elite. If you Google the top long snappers, he's a top three every year. So what? are we doing?
4: Yeah, because I mean I know fans don't pay attention, you know, to but we do, but there's been some games and particularly he, the reason why we beat the chargers, you know, last Mm. year when he, uh, when he pinned that punt down at the one yard line and they just happened to run out of time because, you know, that was around the time where um, uh, um, Justin Herbert was starting to, you know, figure out how to throw that thing a little bit. Mm. So, uh, you know, they talk about, you know, more athletic and, you know, things of that nature. I, I haven't seen anything, you know, to make me think that he is in decline. So, you know, but like I say, you, you know, you fed us with this need competition everywhere. You know, I get it, you know, but you, you spent a draft pick on bringing competition at long snapper, but not left tackle, you know, fuck me. Dude, that's all mm-hmm. I got to say.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, Panther fans. We like to thank you uh, for dropping by for another live recording of the uh, Four Members Podcast. Uh, record we record, record live on Facebook and Twitter each and every time from here on out. Uh, when the season pops off, folks, it's really going to be fun because we're going to have the uh, we're going to have that post game show back on it, man. That give you that the the real time. The realness on the on the game and all that good stuff, and and we'll be recording live um on uh, either Tuesday or Wednesday. Now we've been doing this on Thursdays lately, and that's because of you know other business arrangements that I have and you know, so when the season starts, it's not gonna be that way. So yeah, man. Thanks again, guys. Thanks for dropping by. Don't forget Manscaped, it's good stuff. You know what I'm saying? Take care of your balls, they'll take care of you. Real talk. Fellas, you know what's up.
2: You know exactly. I'll let y'all know when they come out with a beard oil too, cause we don't fix this left tackle position. I might start getting some <laughs> So
0: <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay tuned, man. Real talk, bro. Real talk. Um, so, hey, be on the lookout. Um, our uh, social media platforms, obviously, Facebook, Twitter, um, uh, Instagram, all the good stuff. Um, if you haven't been reading our articles on our uh, website, uh, thefourmanrush dot com, you should go check them out, man. We got some great stuff. Um, appreciate that, Elvin, um, and, and we really appreciate you guys for dropping in. Uh, you know, it's, it's all about the fans because we all we all have a common goal, and that's supporting our Carolina Panthers. So,
2: and a shout out to the Philadelphia Falcons too. i ain't to been watching some basketball. <laughs> They've been blowing. They've been blowing leads. Blowing them. <laughs> blowing them. Twenty six last night. It was all twenty six in the fourth.
0: <laughs> Man, Yo. boy, hey, hey. Free throws. Free throws wins championships too. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Free throws and defense. Hey.
4: <laughs> Yo, real quick. I just want to say one thing. We uh. You know, it's generally looking like four-man rush. We will be uh, covering some road games this year. Um, The way the games fell, and I'm looking at my uh, calendar, uh, I definitely think this will be the first time I might be able to go to all three road games this year. So, at Atlanta, October 31st. uh, And then in January, at New Orleans, January the 2nd. At Tampa, January the 9th. Uh, So, looking at that, and as far as – Outside of division um I got my eyes set on going to Dallas week four, and uh I gotta come down there and hang out with will in Miami that November twentieth game at miami so so my west rio it's it's' plans being made to to give you guys as much exclusive access and coverage as we can, so I'm definitely gonna you know do my part to uh to make sure we're well represented wherever our team goes
0: All nice, right, so
2: I'm going to probably catch a couple of games, too. Where do we play the Giants at this year?
4: In New York. Um,
2: yeah, I'm going to
4: that. October 24th. We play them before we play in Atlanta on the on Halloween. Yeah,
2: I'm going to that. Where we play the Vikings at? At home. Yeah, I'm going to that, too. So, cool. I got two games in me. And I'm definitely going to the Atlanta game in Atlanta. I do that every year. Cool, cool.
0: Well, fans, we we'll hope to see y'all there, man. Shoot. Don't don't be a stranger. <laughs>
2: hey, y'all keep pounding the state dangerous.
0: Word up! So on behalf of the uh, four man rush and uh, Carolina Panther fans everywhere, appreciate you guys. And as always, keep pounding. Damn it! Get a, get the left tackle right. I'm tired of playing these damn games. <laughs> <laughs> y'all hold it down, man. Appreciate y'all. <laughs> <just> <laughs>